What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? You are now tuned in to episode 33 of the In-Game Grind Podcast, the greatest podcast of all time, where I hit record this time. I am joined, I'm your host, Jason, and I am joined by my friend, my homie, and also Keanu Reeves' best friend and homie, Chris. Tell the people what's going on again. Wait, though. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> we got a city to burn, and by city, I mean this podcast. <laughs> So uh, we we went for about like 15 minutes just about what we were talking about today. And I just so happened to look over and realize I didn't hit record. So this time it's for real. <laughs> you know what? We're going to start a Patreon and you're going to hear what I was talking about because I'm not talking about it again. <laughs> well, <laughs> well uh, we're just going to get right back into what we were talking about for uh, it was quite a week in gaming. Uh, there was a ton of news, but I don't really think anything. Well, we're going to cover the two biggest things that happened, but uh, the Game Awards. Uh, for those of you that don't know, today is, we're recording this on December 14th. So this is Monday. The Game Awards happened last Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday or Wednesday or Thursday uh, later in the week. But um, sorry, days. but uh, let's we look, we're going to talk about who won Game of the Year. And we're going to talk about them also winning a couple other awards that we don't think they deserve to win. And we're going to actually back that up with, you know, facts and actual analysis. But before we get to that, we're just going to talk about the good thing that happened at the Game Awards. Sephiroth. Cue, cue the violin. <laughs> Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII is the newest DLC fighter in Super Smash Brothers. And honestly... Uh, for those of you that don't know, I am an, a huge Final Fantasy VII fan, and when I saw Sephiroth, I, w I didn't even see him yet. All I heard was the first crude-ass violin stroke of One Wing Angel, and I started screaming because I couldn't believe it. Cause I had a heart attack. My uh, my roommate came out of her room wondering if there was something wrong because <laughs> there was it was just screaming. It was screaming incoherent noise, um, inaudible worried, noise. Yeah, I worried her because she was just like, "I heard noises. Are are you okay?" And then there was just a point where I felt my heart hurt. Yeah. Um, because I was like, "Am I having a heart attack?" <laughs> like, <laughs> like he was over here going, "I shall show smash." despair I was like, <laughs> 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 I'm over there losing it so um, we were not the only ones that uh, almost needed medical attention from the announcement many other big creators uh, Shofu Afro Senju Maximilian Dude Hungrybox there were a ton of people who were just absolutely ecstatic that um, Sephiroth made it into Smash because just like Cloud none of us really thought that was even possible um, through like legal tape with uh, Final Fantasy 7 because Square Enix, that is one of their games that they are very, very protective of that particular IP, especially with Final Fantasy 7 Remake floating around and still in development for part uh, two and however many parts are left in 7 Remake. But um, I noticed something. You know, uh, like I say, one of my favorite things to do when a new character for Smash comes out is to go watch all the different, you know, reaction compilations. And I stumbled upon one from Little Z, which if you don't know, he is a Smash YouTuber. He's more of a meme uh, guy, you know, you know, more of a meme creator. And um, his actual friend and roommate, Hopcat, they uh, they were reacting to the reveal. And uh, like I said, for me, I love Final Fantasy VII. I've played the original game multiple times. 
Uh, I played Remake. I, I, I've never played Crisis Core, but I've seen Crisis Core played. I, uh, I've never played Digital Cerberus, but I've seen it played. I've seen Advent Children multiple times. I've never seen Advent Children complete, but I need to. And um, they, like I said, I heard the first violin rip and knew who it was. They saw Galeem get cut in half, heard the violin, Saw the zoom in. <laughs> yeah, saw the zoom in, saw the name splash up, saw the him speak, and they were literally like, I don't know who this person is. And for a split second, I actually got a little angry because I was like, how could you not know who this person is? This is one of the most iconic villains in video games of all time. And then it dawned on me. We might be older than we thought we were. <laughs> like I'm only 24. Like I, I'm not gonna cap. I'm only a year young. I'm a year younger, or no, I'm a year older than Final Fantasy VII, the original game. And uh, I mean, it would be kind of weird if I was only a year older than remake when we haven't even gotten there yet. <laughs> but um, the uh, the realization that I had on top of that was uh, when I was going on Twitter to look at the, you know, just the general consensus of how people felt about Se uh, Sephiroth being in Smash. I heard one person say, oh my god, another fucking anime swordsman. What? <laughs> oh, oh, um, I, not to like, not to stop what your, your train of thought, but I was looking it up because I was curious. I was like, because I was born in 95. I'm two years older than this game that came out on the 31st of January. I was born January 19th. Yeah. I was born the same month as Final Fantasy 7. And you know, the weird thing about it for me was like, you can... <sighs> Maximilian said this, and I didn't really grasp what he was saying until I saw another video, because this was a very early announcement in the Game Awards. Yeah. Another announcement, uh, which is... I'm, I've, I've actually got a theory about that as well. I'll hold on to it. Um, another video another announcement that was made in the game awards was that master chief came to Fortnite. Now I don't play Fortnite, So that wasn't really something that I really paid, really cared about one way or the other until about a day later, a day or two later, I look on Twitter and no, I wasn't Twitter was TikTok, And I literally saw a kid look at it and say, guys, look, and he was watching the, one of the old halo trailers. And he was like, it's the guy from Fortnite." And he was not being facetious. He was not, there was no satire in that. He was 100% serious. He saw Master Chief. And the first video game that came to his mind when he saw Master Chief was Fortnite. And at the risk of sounding like a boomer, I realized. I think sometimes, I think sometimes we should just really just control alt delete and restart the computer because <laughs> my favorite because i saw that i saw that tiktok and i wish i think i wish i had like sent it to you before you saw it but i wanted to comment on that i wanted to comment on it but you can't really comment pictures on tiktok yeah um but our favorite meme in our discord right now is godzilla tried reading that and had, a, <laughs> had a stroke trying to read that fucking, fucking die <laughs> that is that is legitimately how i felt because i saw that and i was like oh my god we're we are at that point 
where it dawned on me and another and i had another realization just like that um because it was the realization of next year's 2021 right there are kids that will be 21 that were born in the year 2000 they were born in the year 2000 yeah i saw like this is i don't want to get too far off topic but i saw another tiktok and it was a guy working in a smoke shop and there was a kid i think i sent it to you either you sent it to me or i sent it to you. one of the other but there was this guy that worked he works in a smoke shop right and there was a kid that walked in trying to buy uh i guess jewel pods or whatever the fuck you delinquent kids are smoking these days uh and the guy says this guy is quite obviously a minor he's like i'm not a minor and he's like what the fuck's a game boy and and, and, uh, 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 he's like, yeah, 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 get the fuck out of here. I was like, that's crazy. Like, there are kids who don't know what a Game Boy is. Like, it's crazy to think that there are kids whose first console was a PS3. And they just think that, like, oh, it started at three? That's an interesting number to start on. It's like, no, like, it, it started at zero. <laughs> And you know, I think a couple years, I think a year ago, because my family has uh, Christmas Eve parties. I will obviously won't be having one this year, but uh, we had a Christmas Eve party and I had a cousin of mine, a little cousin. uh, I won't say her name, but she was like, I think she's like 10 or 11. And she came over. So like at the time, so I think she was born in. Yeah, about 2010, 2011, 2012, somewhere around there. She she came in my room. Uh, and she picked up my Game Boy Advance. She was mystified. She had never seen this thing before. <laughs> she she asked me, what is it? What does it do? And I'm, I'll never forget. She asked me, why is it so dark? And I didn't understand what she meant. She meant because it didn't have a backlight. And I told her, well, I, there was a time where not every mobile device had a backlight. Some that did had a light, but it wasn't permanent and it was like green. The first console or handheld console that had one was the Game Boy SP, which even then had a toggle button for the back uh, for the backlight uh, to save battery. And that just fucked her mind. That just fucked her mind. But to get back on topic there, like there are people like Smash really is a celebration of gaming because there's not another game that can have representation for multiple generations, different generations of gaming like Smash because you and I were very underwhelmed by the Steve announcement. Yeah. Like we don't like we don't really care about buying craft one way or the other. And it's not it's not like I with the whole Steve thing. I'm not upset that Steve got into Smash. I, I've moved no, I've moved on. Like I've grown. Like I've actually grown and I've assembled this thought in my head. I was upset at the moment. And it was mostly due to presentation. Because the way it bust in and it was like all dark, it I my brain concocted the sword was gonna run through the darkness to be the light, save Mario, you know, and then you hear trumpets blasting and you hear you know, simple and clean or sanctuary or one of the cool like battle themes coming in and it was gonna be Destiny Island. Nintendo hired me. I I'd, I'd I'd direct the whole thing. It would be beautiful. But what I'm saying is at the moment I hated Steve. But right. then I thought about it again and I was like, you know what? 
Steve should be in this game. Because, as we've said before, we've acknowledged this, Minecraft is on everything. It is the most well-accessible well game to date. It is also the highest-selling game of all time. Yeah, also the highest-selling game of all time. It has brought creators um, together with their fans. And it's just it, like you pointed out. A lot of people's first console were the PS3. A lot of people's first game was Minecraft. Yeah. So, so I, I can't I can't knock it. I can't yeah. knock it. I can be upset. Yeah. But again, I can grow. I can be like, you know what? It's cool. Will I be playing Steve? No. Um, now here here's the thing though, right? I, yeah. I would like to I want to interject with this though. For all the people when when Steve got in, it wasn't our best. It wasn't our guy, right? It's not who yeah. we wanted in. But we didn't attack him. We understood. No. So for people to say this guy is just Sephiroth is just another anime uh, swordsman. First of all, he's the anime swordsman. I get think, it, don't get it twisted. I think quite literally, with the exception of Marth, Lucina, and Ike, maybe Roy. Okay, okay, with the exception of the Fire Emblem swordsman, yeah. except like Corrin and them, right? Sephiroth is probably the oldest sword character in the game. Like there is uh seven came out in 97 yeah fire emblem's been out since like the early 80s uh so the internet because i know marth uh they had a game i know marth is from the 80s because a lot of uh, if you um if you remember a lot of people didn't even know who marth was until he came out in brawl or melee excuse me yeah um that's and sakura even came out and was like yeah no i'm trying to uh because it's popular in Japan, right. it wasn't popular in America. And that's, and that's another thing a lot of people need to understand. Every Smash announcement is not for your country. So, like, uh, no, you were, you were close. Uh, the first release of Fire Emblem was Shadow Dragon and the Blade of Light. Uh, it was 1990. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, still, Sephiroth is one of the most... It's, it's a legacy character, right? Yeah. And... It makes sense to put him in the game if you realize how popular Final Fantasy VII is. Now, again, when Cloud got in, everyone seemed to be excited. So I was a little confused when Sephiroth gets in and people are upset. And some of the things that they were saying made absolutely Just no sense. So asinine. the one that upset me the most was... I don't understand why they put Sephiroth in this game. Final Fantasy VII is a bad game with a cult following. Now, I'm going to just say this. You're 30% correct. Final Fantasy VII, the original game, did have a cult following because we've been talking about everyone's first. Final Fantasy VII was the first Final Fantasy that was widely available in America. So Final yeah. Fantasy VII, along with Final Fantasy VIII, were a lot of people's first introductions into the Final Fantasy, uh, into the Final Fantasy franchise, like myself. However, when you say bad game, I don't think it was a bad game at the time. It was an amazing game, but in hindsight, we can look at Final Fantasy VII and we could say the characters, the lot, the the dialogue was goofy. The characters didn't have a lot of exposition. The plot had a lot of holes in it. Uh, the graphics don't hold up over time as well as as well as like other titles like uh, Final Fantasy X 
But I mean, it was a PlayStation One game. What the hell do you want? But it, it yeah. didn't it didn't hold up over time as well as it did. But the characters, even though there was no voice acting and there was still shoddy dialogue, they held up over time because the characters were interesting, and that They're got real. And you know, over time through sequels and prequels, those holes that were in the Final Fantasy VII story began to plug up with introductions of Crisis Core on the PSP, uh, Digital Cerberus on the PS2, Advent Children and Advent Children Complete. They'll, those are the types of things that started to fill those holes in. Final Fantasy VII Remake is quite literally Final Fantasy VII, but perfect. And I don't mean per it's a perfect game. I mean, it's the perfect version of Final Fantasy VII. The characters get... Main characters didn't get as much exposition as they needed in Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy VII, the original. Side characters get mountains of exposition in Remake. The combat is better. So buttery. The inventory management is better. <laughs> the, I mean, look, I feel kind of dumb comparing a PlayStation 1 game to the Redux PlayStation 4 version. Obviously, Remake is better. But Remake took care of what we held dear from the first one, but made it accessible to all of the... Because, like, I... When Steve got in, the sales for Minecraft went up. People started yep. playing Minecraft. When Joker got in, people like myself went and we went and checked out Persona. You can't do that for Cloud. We can't do that. We couldn't do that for Cloud, right? You couldn't tell someone go play Final Fantasy VII and you'll see what we've you still you'll see what we're talking about. It's an amazing game. You couldn't do that. You couldn't tell somebody that's like 15 right now to go play seven on the PlayStation One and see why the game was. They wouldn't make it five minutes. No. But remake? You'll get it. Remake, you'll get it. So yeah, I, I was just. A little disappointed in the, in the reception. I was very pleased to know that all the people that wanted Sora was like, it's not Sora. Well, we'll take but it. But it's, yeah, but it's pretty damn good. Like, like you know, because I, I, was, I was there. I was like, man, you know, you know, Sora, you know, it's the light. And you know it's bad. What's that? I was over here big braining it, like galaxy braining it. <laughs> because it zoomed in on Pit, right? Yeah. Pit was made by... Sora Unlimited. That's Sakurai's oh, wow. company. You were big braiding it. Good bro, lord. That's bro, some, some check sweaty it, check thinking. It. <laughs> check it out. Check it out. Link was in the th was in the trailer. Right. What does Link do? He links people together. He you links actually need together. to shut the hell up. <laughs> bro. He links things together. What does Sora mean? Sora means sky. Bro, Galeem got split in the sky. Pit, Sora Unlimited. Pit looked at Galeem with his eye in the sky. I can go twice as high. <laughs> you sound like a hotep Bro, he, right now. He cut it. And I was like, yo, Sora split Galeem because he himself is the embodiment of light. This Sephiroth came <laughs> down. <like. laughs> now, I and I went, I'll take it. Now, <laughs> Here, I want to point out, uh, shout out to the homie Deuce. Shout out to uh, Deuce, Brent, and Bobby on the uh, Anna Meditations podcast. Make sure you go check them out. Uh, Deuce tweeted today, 
or yesterday rather. I have accepted the fact that Sephiroth getting into Smash probably means no Sora, and that's in all caps, perfectly fine. I can't go a couple hours without rewatching the reveal over and over again. If Square's next rep couldn't be Sora, it had to be Sephiroth, simple as that. Facts. Facts. 100%. 100%. Facts. Like, I think the only other person that even remotely would have been accepted is probably Tifa. But even then, it would have been really hard to put Tifa in the game before Sephiroth, if you could get him. Bro, you want to know my favorite thing about Sephiroth getting in? So I think we talked about this. So Sephiroth's alt is him shirtless. That's his alt right. skin. Bro, tell me why everybody on the internet is like, so you got one of the like big daddies of, of video gaming shirtless. I knew women thirsting over him after he committed mass genocide. And you got him shirtless. And he's playable. But my Shira knew he can't be a background character in a stage. Well, look, my Shira Dewey is not for good little boys and girls. And <laughs> Sakurai was very clear about that. Bro, I saw th- I saw someone say that, right? And like <laughs> Sakurai is like, d- like someone drew Sakurai doing this, and it was like, oh yes, yeah, so no. <laughs> and in the look, background, you got all these fans <laughs> holding up my Shirinu, and he's just sweating. <laughs> <laughs> look, bro. First of all, Sephiroth's that was his uh, costume from late game in Final Fantasy VII, right before he went into his final form. My Shiranui, even though, like, even if you change her outfit, her things be thanging too hard to put in a game that's rated E10. E10, yeah. Yeah, E10. Um, now, if it was T, yeah, you could, but nothing with Mario in it is going to be rated T. It's just that simple um, and clean. No pun intended. No, I think there is something that with Mario that's rated. Maybe yeah. like Mario RPG or something, but Maybe. like I think I really want to say Nintendo's had a. You know what? I'm not. Well, let's I just mean, well let's say it like this: no mainstream sixty dollar Nintendo title with Mario, and and the major mass majority of all Nintendo's original characters will be T for Teen. I yeah. mean, if they're not even gonna let the blood splatter from Joker's All Out Attack make it, why the hell are they gonna let? fucking Fact. triple triple g titty my sure do in that's why yeah, I, that's how, how the I always hell would they let a, how the hell would they let tifa in well i mean you don't forget like tifa it's not tifa a dude guy like a, a materia based sports bra like holding <laughs> her down i mean like you're asking how would t i mean the same way bayonetta made it and Sheik made it like yeah i mean the well, same way zero suit samus made it what's that. the difference between tifa and zero suit a gun exactly but um but now that we're done gushing about Sephiroth let's get to the other half of the game awards uh the actual awards let's start from the top rigged <laughs> look, <laughs> look here here's what I would say right The Last of Us 2 won game of the year <sighs> I do not think Last of Us 2 deserves game of the year over Hades, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Ghost of Tsushima, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, and Doom Eternal. And I just want to preface this by saying this is a game that is almost impossible to critique or have or have the critique heard because anytime you 
this game has an effect about it where if you don't like it or even if you or or even if you like it but there are certain aspects of the game that you don't enjoy if you You critique them pretty much like people will basically compartmentalize you into one of multiple degenerate uh categories of saying oh you don't like last of us part two because ellie is a lesbian and you're elliot or who oh well no that no you're right i'm thinking of something else i'm thinking of something else ellie yeah no i was thinking of i was thinking oh you're thinking elliot page weren't you yeah i'm thinking of elliot Page. i mean i'm getting to that i mean but um that's like saying Oh, you don't like that Ellie's a lesbian, so that makes you homophobic. Or, oh, you don't like that Abby is trans, so you're transphobic. Or it's like, oh, you don't like that the game had the, the the entirety of the game is played through the perspective of a powerful woman, so that makes you an incel. No, that's not quite how that works, because, okay, we have an entire, if you want to know, how we feel about The Last of Us 2. We did an entire episode. It was one of our earlier episodes. I believe it's like episode three or something. But we did an early episode called Revenge 101 where we basically talked about how we felt about the game. So if you want to know our complete feelings, you can head there because they really haven't changed much. But just to state the record, I have defended this game multiple times on and off the record. Yep. Many people in my Discord will tear this game asunder if it's even mentioned. I had a friend yeah. of mine when we were watching the Game Awards. He left the call as soon as uh, Last of Us won their first award. I did not play The Last of Us 2. I was modding for somebody who was streaming it, so I basically saw the entire thing. I don't think it's a bad game. But I sure as hell don't think it's Game of the Year. And when I say that, I think that one of the strong points of Last of Us 2 is its characters. I like Ellie. I like Dina. I like Tommy. I like Abby. I like Abby more than Ellie. I like a lot of the characters in the game, and I like a lot of the like real-life situations the game puts you in. I think one of the most jarring feelings that spoilers, by the way, uh, <laughs> um, if you haven't played Last of Us 2, you're planning on playing it. Uh, spoilers coming up. The game makes you do something that a lot of games don't do, right? A lot of games will have the villain give their monologue, right? And all of a sudden it's like, damn, they weren't really evil. They were just doing what they thought was right. I mean, we just t- we just spent 30 minutes. Yeah, almost 30 minutes. Talking about Sephiroth. Sephiroth is one of those villains. He's not a villain. He's just fighting for what he believes is right. And one of the things that just so happens to be in his agenda is the world blowing up. <laughs> so so that kind of like puts him in that villain role. But when he states out his reasons for doing what he's doing, he doesn't sound like a villain. He just sounds like somebody that was taken advantage of and he's fucking at it. But uh, when I say that, The Last of Us 2 makes you play half the game as as Abby. And from Ellie's perspective, you're the main character. You are the hero. This is your story. So when, again, spoilers, when Joel dies at the hands of Abby and her group, that's a big blow to you. Especially after you spent the majority, or not the majority, the entirety of the first game 
as Joel. Mm-hmm. So you feel like you lost something. You had more time with Joel. You had more experiences with Joel. So that loss is real for you as the player. When you switch to Abby, you don't want to play as Abby. You're pissed at Abby. She's the reason all this happened. Well, as you play through the game, you realize that, well, Joel is responsible for the death of Abby's father. All the pain that you feel like Abby has caused you, Joel has caused her. So from her eyes, in her story, she's the hero and you're the villain. I think that's an interesting concept. However, where I feel like Naughty Dog did not really, their follow through wasn't as good as it should have been. I think the game should have had a lot more mechanics where they let you make a decision that will affect the outcome of the game and the ultimate ending of the game, which a lot of people have said is their least favorite part of the game, where you basically have Allie and Abby in the middle of the ocean, not the middle of the ocean, but like on the shore fighting and it ends with basically uh, Abby bit off one of Ellie's fingers and Ellie is drowning her and you have the opportunity to kill uh, to kill Abby, but you don't. And they just go their separate ways, realizing that nothing's going to change. You're just going to consistently make a cycle of revenge that won't fix a problem that the older generation caused, honestly. And that is a very introspective way to end a game, but I don't think it's a very satisfying one for your player. If that was a movie, maybe that would have come across a little better. But as a game where you have to invest all of that time to get up to that point, I feel like at that point you owe the player a little bit more resolution than that. And that's one of my biggest critiques of the game. That's it. It has nothing to do with anyone's sexuality. If anything, I think Ellie's relationship with Dina is what drives her to be. I like the the push and pull of she thinks about Dina and she thinks about finally being able to live a happy life and a peaceful life and get away from the fuck shit. But then enter Tommy and it's like, Joel would have been out there doing that goon shit. So you need to get out there and do that goon shit. I, I like Ellie having the struggle of like, let me just be a person trying to make my life somewhat livable versus throwing myself back into the hellfire of, of battle. I like that aspect. I just don't think the follow through was very great. That's my That's my point on the game. However, Another reason I do not think they deserve Game of the Year is because it is no secret that Naughty Dog crunched the fuck out of their developers and their employees to get this game done. And I already hear what some of you were saying. Everyone crunches. No, they don't. Another game that was up for Game of the Year was Hades. And one of the reasons Hades is so revered is because not only is their game good, when they got nominated, the first people they thanked were the early adopters. The people who played the early betas. They listened to the feedback. They had absolutely zero crunch and forced vacation. And got an amazing product out of it. It's an amazing game. I wanted them to win game of the year. Like if if Ghost of Tsushima or Seven didn't win, I wanted it to be Hades because I want that would have sent a message. 
That would have sent a message to developers all around this shit. You don't have to work your your devs, your artists, just all your employees like slaves to make a good game. Treat people like human beings and God damn it, they will make great shit. I think we it was last episode where we talked about some of the Iwata quotes where he said, if people are worrying about getting, no, no one's going to make a good game if they're worried about getting laid off. Yeah. So their approach to making the game alone, on top of it being an amazing game, which you should go pick up if you have it, had them, they deserve to be nominated and they actually had a very good case to win. I have actually seen people white knighting for Last of Us 2 so hard that they said, oh, I guess the crunch wasn't, I guess the crunch was worth it. They won game of the year. Come on, bro. So you mean working people? Making it to where they couldn't see their families, couldn't see their friends, couldn't have a break, was worth an internet celebrity to go, these guys won game of the year. And let's just talk about how this game won. Okay, so let's go down the line. I have it pulled up right here. They won game of the year. We've already said that we don't believe they deserved it. I My personal pick was Final Fantasy VII Remake. And after that, it was Hades. Uh, you can make a case for, you could easily make a case for Ghost of Tsushima and Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal. You can just call it being at the right place at the right time. You can make a case for both of those games. Yep. Uh, another game I think you could have made a case for was Persona 5 Royal, but that's just me. Uh, they won Best Game Direction over Ghost of Tsushima, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades, and Half-Life Alex. I don't see my, it. My thing is, is it Best Game Direction when everyone knows where the direction's going? Yeah, how did you win Best Game Direction when the plot of your story leaked? And you didn't change a single thing. And, and like okay and that that takes me to another thing so i remember when the story leaked everyone was upset when joel w- was dead everyone was like yo why the fuck are you gonna kill off joel we put all this time and effort in, into him and ellie's relationship as like a pseudo father daughter and you're gonna kill him off in the beginning and nadiog was like okay we hear it we're gonna we're gonna go back to the drawing board we're gonna change a few things and we're gonna delay it again they didn't change a single fucking thing. On that same note, they won best narrative. And they won. <laughs> also like... over Final Fantasy VII, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and 13 Sentinels. 13 Sentinels is in the top 50. I'll right now. play it when they fix Persona 4 Golden. I'm just saying. I saw that on Twitter today. Carry on. They did not win best art direction. That. That was won by Ghost of Tsushima and they they absolutely they absolutely deserve it. Uh, Final Fantasy 7 Remake was also in there but goddamn the art team for Ghost of Tsushima fucking snapped on that game. That game that was a that game didn't make and on a PS4 no less. Yeah. That, That game had no damn business looking that damn good. Now they did not win best score in music. That went to Final Fantasy 7 Remake and quite honestly I think they won that by a fucking mile. Uh, what was it? Our favorite track, uh, "One Wing Angel" remix. Yeah. Uh, and if you did need another one, uh, battle, uh Final Fantasy VII battle music pull up gym remix. That shit was. <laughs> Let me crazy. do my squats. <laughs> yes. Uh, they won best audio design. 
So a forest, gunshot, I, uh, and uh, will, the cracking of skulls. Again, I will say I think Call of Duty Cold War, I think it's kind of crazy that they didn't even get nominated for this because, and again, I play that game with monitor, studio monitoring headphones. Uh, these are Audio-Technica M50Xs for anyone uh, listening that can't see that I just pointed at my headphones. Uh, these things in COD, you can hear damn near when you can hear everything going around in cod it's actually kind of crazy how much attention to detail goes into that um Yo, flashbangs alone make me actually have heart. <laughs> those things actually mess up my eyes they mess up my ears and they make my heart like now they had two voice actors up for best performance they had ashley johnson as ellie and laura bailey as abby and Laura Bailey won as Abby. That is an individual award, and I am not going to take a single thing away from her because, as I just said, I really enjoyed Abby as a character. Uh, other people up was Daisuke Su- uh, Suji as Jin Sakai, uh, Logan Cunningham as Hades, and Najee Jeter as Miles Morales from Spider-Man Miles Morales. I would have liked to see Najee take that home, but again, these are individual awards. I'm not going to take that away from anyone. Uh, they also won... I believe they won one last thing. Yes, they won uh, innovation and accessibility. We talked about this in the Game Awards episode where we were picking our taking our pick for everyone. We do not suffer from any inability to experience. The, we don't have any disabilities that prevent us from experiencing a, a game the way it's supposed to be experienced. So we have no standing to speak on this. So if you if Last of Us Two really did allow people who were unable to you know be able to play the game to play the game then just good on them and the oh no they won best action adventure this was on that who was who was on that who's on that list man uh assassin's creed valhalla okay um ghost of tsushima miles morales uh and ori will of the wisps and star wars jedi fallen order (sighs) i i got a hard time like if you want to pick that over Valhalla or Miles Morales because it's too new. I'd like to take you back to when uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 won every single award possible <laughs> and they were only out for two months. Uh, I will fight someone on the streets for that. <laughs> but like even so, I'm just saying like if we wanted to whittle it down, right? Like if you're going to say Assassin's Creed and Miles Morales were too new, that's fine. I don't see like maybe over Ori. I, I, you, you can make a case for Star Wars, but I don't see it, and I definitely don't see it over Ghost of Tsushima. Like I'm sorry, you can't even counter, and you can't even counter someone's attack, and one shot them in Last of Us. Now, that is the last thing they won. So, I, uh, obviously, we don't agree with a lot of the decisions that were made. But like we said, uh, I, I do have a, um, oh, I talked about my, my theory. So a lot of people, I believe, voted out of spite. I believe a lot of people voted, uh, cause let's, let's not be coy. When the last of us came out and a lot of people finished that game, that they got dogged. They got yeah. dogged, and they did not get dogged appropriately. There were people sending death threats and all that shit, which we never condone. Like you can go no. check, you can check, the, you can check the podcast. We have said multiple times it is one hundred percent okay to not agree with the way a direct or the direction 
of a company tries to take a video game but threatening somebody's life and their children and, and sending Just death threats you weren't happy about it that's, no that's, that's not, a, fuck, that's mm, not that's, that that is not is never and will never be okay however uh i i do believe that all the criticism that this game received especially the the stuff that we just talked about the death threats and whatnot led to a lot of people going out of their way to make sure last of us won every fucking award that it could yeah i agree with that now here's my theory and then we'll move on to the next topic because we're already 40 minutes in but uh I have a theory that Jeff Keighley moved up the Sephiroth trailer for a reason. <laughs> okay. What won Game of the Year in Japan? Was it Final Fantasy? Yes, it was. Final Fantasy VII Remake. So, what time did the Game Awards start? Uh, I think it started like 6 o'clock for us, like maybe 6.15, started about 6 o'clock, 6.30. Japan is 13 hours ahead of us, correct? Yeah. Which means if it was 6.30 here, that means it would have been about 7 p.m. there. No, 7 a.m. there. Okay. Right? I, well, about what time do the awards end? It was kind of late. It was late. It was like 10 o'clock, right? Yeah. 10 o'clock here is about a 10 p.m. here is about 11 p.m. in the afternoon in Japan, right? Yeah. So if an announcement gets made around that time here, it'll get made around the early afternoon in Japan, correct? Mm-hmm. I think that they, I think the Game Awards and Nintendo and Square Enix intended and predicted Final Fantasy VII Remake to win Game of the Year and I All think the world. I think they were gonna wait to have the Sephiroth trailer after Final Fantasy 7 won game of the year and I think because it didn't they moved it to the front they moved it to the front that's some tinfoil hat shit I know but, it's, but, that just, kinda makes but sense. it's just something I've been thinking about <laughs> Because <laughs> because everyone said it, it doesn't make any sense. If you yeah, watched if you watched the whole award ceremony, that was the best announcement they had. Easily, easily, they ended even, the show. Even, even said that in the Discord, we were just like, I, I like the show's been going on for forty five minutes. I'm still reeling. Yeah. From the from the trailer. Like, yeah, like oh. we didn't like after like okay they 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 did all the esports shit. And mm-hmm. then they had the Persona 5 band play uh you never see it or uh they, they played like, something from they played something from Strikers. I can't tell you what it is. Um after this, uh I did get the entire uh soundtrack. Oh, okay. No, it was it was the rock version of You Never See It Coming. Yeah. I was about to say, was it River in the Desert? No, because it was Never See It Coming. But uh they played that, right? And then they got like a few more like small awards before the show officially started, and then we got yeah. the Smash reveal. That's way way too early for like arguably the biggest announcement you had because you knew because everyone knew it was coming i also everyone knew that there was going to be a smash reveal coming i also would have preferred if they held the uh these persona 5 strikers uh announcement to, to the game awards or just like yeah to the game awards like they did yeah. with joker coming to smash but 
Uh, that's all I got to say on the Game Awards. What you, what you uh, got to say? Look, what we, I've already said my piece. I don't agree with what happened. I understand why it happened. I get why it happened. I don't like it. I don't give a fuck about it. Let's just move on. Sephiroth's is bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all um, right. I'm still, I'm still holding out for Sora, like in my heart of hearts, but I see I'll be okay there. if it doesn't happen. <laughs> now, I, I, I took a lot. I took the majority of the first half of the show because Chris is going to have to take the second half because he's been the one playing it. We got to talk about cyberpunk. All right. So here's the thing. Before you go. Yeah. We have to preface. You have been playing this game on PC. I, yes, I have been playing this game on PC. I have still experienced some uh, issues. Uh, I have experienced some crashes. Otherwise, graphically, I am on high uh, on everything. <laughs> when is the last time a game has come out for literally everything except like a Nintendo console and the PC had the most solid version? That shit is unheard of. I was about to say like every time. No, I feel like the PC's always had the better version. No, because the, the PC is. You, anytime this happens, the PC usually gets like the console port, mm, and it's always okay, fun. Okay, no, I see where you're coming from. Okay, yeah. so yeah. Um. Well, wait, wait, before you let me let me just break yeah, it down no for the people. So if you don't know, uh, Cyberpunk Thanks. released on December twelfth. No, it was no, like it, December ninth. Yeah, it, was, it released on December 9th for PC. Xbox Series X, Xbox Series, all, all the damn Xboxes. All right, you fucking 2001 Xbox, all of them. Fuck it. But uh, <laughs> PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, and PC and Stadia. But uh, essentially, what's going on is all the versions are experiencing some bugs. Uh, the PC version seems to be the most fluid stable. version. Yeah, the most stable. Like Chris said, still some crashes, still some bugs here and there, but. Otherwise, okay. PlayStation Five and uh, play Xbox, uh, the next gen Xbox. Uh, it's it's you know same way. It's okay. Few bugs here and there. Last gen consoles. Near unplayable. Oh, ain't no near. Ain't no near Tabata. This ain't Square Enix. This shit is one hundred percent unplayable. Uh, there have been videos of people who are unable to make it through a menu. It's kind of funny. It, it's kind of funny. I I don't really get it. I don't really get. Oh, so let me read. I'm gonna let you go off. Um, before I do, um, let me read. Uh, Cyberpunk put out a notice today at 1:47 a.m. saying, "Dear gamers, <laughs> it's always weird when it comes to gamers. Dear gamers, first of all, we would like to start by apologizing to you for not showing the game on base last gen consoles before it premiered." And in consequence, we're not allowing you to make them. We're, we're not allowing you to make a more informed decision about your purchase. We should have paid more attention to making it play better on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Second, we will fix the bugs and crashes and improve the overall experience. The first round of updates has just been released, and the next one is coming within the next seven days. Expect more as we will update frequently whenever new improvements are ready. After the holidays, we'll continue working. We'll release two large patches, starting with patch number one in January that will be followed by patch number two in February. Together, these should fix the most prominent problems gamers are facing on last-gen consoles. Uh, we will be informing you about the contents of each patch ahead of their release. They won't make the game on last-gen look like it's running on a high-spec PC, I could've told you that, or a next-gen console, but it will be closer to that experience than it is now. Finally, 
We would always so we would always like everyone who buys our games to be satisfied with their purchases. We would appreciate it if you would give us a chance, but if you are not pleased with the game on your console and don't want to wait for updates, you can opt to refund your copy. For copies uh, purchased digitally, please use the refund system on PSN or Xbox respectively. For box versions, please try to get a refund at the store where you bought the game. Should this not be possible, please contact, uh, contact, contact there we go, us at helpmerefund <laughs> at cdprojectred.com. <laughs> And we will do our best to help you. Starting from today, you can contact us for a week up until December 21st, 2020. Humbly, a bunch of names that I'm not going to try to pronounce. Uh, P.S. Uh, PC players will also be getting regular updates and fixing, improving the game. CD Projekt Red. They lied. So it was going to be playable everywhere upon release. I got one question. I keep telling we'll let you go. I got one question, Brev. This game was announced in 2012. Mm -mm. This game, yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. It was announced in 2012. This I think game, I this, so this game was announced in 2012. Had an eight-year development. The PS4 wasn't even out yet. The PS4 came out in November of 2013. It was going to be that next-gen console game. And then it gets delayed all the all this time up until 2020 where it was delayed twice in 2020 to get dropped with to, all these problems for, and, for, for PS4 and Xbox One and every time you showed it you intentionally only showed it on next gen hardware or PC so it would look the most optimal and then you sat there and said that you delayed the game because now you also have to accommodate for the new gen on top of the old gen but you have had Eight Damn years, boy. eight years to make this game work on eight on old gen consoles. So why is it magically not playable on old gen consoles? You lied. This has never happened before. I've never seen this shit before. Never. I've seen games that have come out buggy. A la Anthem. I've seen I've seen games that don't run well on uh I've seen games that have that have not run well on a platform where they got pushed back on a la fairy tale on the switch i have never seen no shit like this all right bro the floor is yours i'm done <laughs> um damn i don't even know where to go with that um yeah i i've only experienced a few minor bugs in my opinion um sometimes the lips just will stop talking or will start moving when people are talking um, <laughs> I have scarred, <laughs> scarred one of our friends in the Discord. Oh my cause, god! Because the because uh, clothes uh, decided to bug out and not work properly, and you might have a little uh, phalange uh, <laughs> fall out, fall out your shorts. Phalange. Um, <laughs> um, I have experienced a few crashes. Um, the funny enough though, the crashes didn't do too much except shut down every graphical thing that was going on my computer jason it made wallpaper engines stop working like one of the first big crashes that i got like day one it shut everything, oh, well, everything when you turned your computer back on it was your regular yeah. wall no that that always happens with wallpaper mm -hmm. no 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 it shut everything down like my wallpapers were going 
and then it went and oh. shut it. Well, fuck. Um, and then I had to restart my computer. Um, and then after that, it worked. Um, I think the biggest, biggest issue um, is that sometimes some buttons won't function properly. Like it'll glitch out and like double tap a button or something like that. Um, but for the most part, I've experienced a full game. I one of the game's mechanics I really don't like, and it's because it interrupts a lot of things and it makes you have to focus on certain things. Right. Um, but if I ever decide to do an in-depth review on Cyberpunk 2077 based on my gameplay of one of the fucking uh, routes I went, uh, I'll do it. But I'll talk about it there. I'm not even sure if I want to do it because I want to play through all three story routes and see this game from all angles. Right. Um, for the most part, though, I've had a great time. I The funny thing is, as we're talking about this, as we're doing this podcast, it is minimized so i can go back to playing it um where i'm about to finish the game for the first time um i have put in steam told me i have put in 64.9 hours into this game shit um i have actively avoided um story missions or missions that would advance the story to a point to where i couldn't stop doing story um, I've done plenty of side missions. I have met a few people. Um, I, I, Cyberpunk came out and said, you know, CD Projekt Red is like, look, if you do the main story, you will only have like 20 to 30 hours of this game. Um, I feel like anyone who's played The Witcher or anyone who's played any of the Elder Scrolls game or any RPG where there are a dozen and a half thousand side quests would know to not just bum rest the story because then you're going to get to a point where you're like, well, what was the point of the game? And it's like, the point of the game was the city. That being said, I have read some of these things that people have been talking about this game about um, that actually made me upset. Like, what? Uh, so check it out. Jamie sent me a Reddit post um, I think it was either last night or the night before. Um, and it was a compiled list of missing features, um, quality of life and immersion. Uh, immersion. Um, and I would just like to talk about some of these. Um, to preface this, I play this game on key, on controller. Um, that is a personal thing. If you have a game that involves driving as an important aspect, I am not playing on a mouse and keyboard because there are just some things you can't do with a mouse and keyboard that you can do with a controller and a joystick. That's nothing against the game. That is just driving in general. I refuse to use WSAD when operating a car, helicopter, boat, motorcycle, what have you. If it's roller skates or skateboards, you can kind of get a pass because it's similar to walking, but I'm not doing it any other way. Yeah. Um, quality of life changes i'll go through a few of these um walk toggle for the keyboard i kind of get that because even with me um there'll be moments where you're following a character um and you have full motion and then there are some times where it's kind of you're not supposed to go past them so it'll like throttle your walking and force you into a very slow pace that would make sense 
remap key remapping i understand that uh text scaling for menus i can agree to this to a to a bit um sometimes some of the texts are a bit too small and sometimes it gets cut off on the window um an in-game benchmark feature i think every game should have this especially if you're playing on pc um because no one wants to think oh i can play this game on ultra and then their computer catches on fire like they were trying to do 4k minecraft um <laughs> dash being a separate key okay sure that makes sense this is one that i completely agree with crouch and skip dialogue should not share the same key there have been so many times where i've accidentally skipped through dialogue because i was trying to crouch is there no way to like remap it? the buttons for them? no that's that that was one of the things key remapping certain elements it blows my mind that games are releasing in 2020 without key remapping. Um, the mini map is too zoomed um, to be help to be helpful in many cases. Um, kinda. When you're looking for certain things on the map, it'll pop up when you're in the car, and it'll disappear when you're walking because the map will zoom extremely in because you're walking, and then zoom extremely out when you're driving um, because a lot of times you're navigating, and the GPS will tell you which way to go. Um missing a toggle aim feature yeah uh, especially when you're using a sniper um you have to toggle it uh, by zooming in with your uh with with for me it's my d-pad um but this also could be a, key, a keyboard function um ability to respec attribute so there's a way to because there's attributes and then there's skills um, like in the a... game like a level up tree or it is it is like a level up tree um but like there is body reflexes um i can't think of them all right now oh is um, that where it was like cool and cool is like affects your crit rate yeah, and shit and okay cool uh cool affects your stealth funny enough <laughs> and cold-bloodedness yeah it's kind of crazy but um i do agree i feel like there should be an attribute and perk reset um, because there is a perk reset you can buy that and you can reset all of your perks it'll give you all your perk points back and you can go back and individually add them again but your attributes you cannot respect those and within a 50 level up system it is possible to max out maybe one or two not three four or the five that they give you um Let's go through another one. Uh, transparency option for HUD elements. I feel like that should be on everything. A stash all feature. I completely agree. You pick up so much stuff in this game. There just comes to a time where you just want to dump everything and then pull exactly what you want out. One of the things me and Jamie specifically had a problem with when we were customizing the character, there is very little actual customization. Um, a lot of the a lot of the uh, characters that you can make are very cookie cutter. They're uh, you know they're very Ken and Barbie doll. Look I have like. noticed that like a lot of content creators that are playing the, a lot of their created players, especially the black folks that are playing, mm -hmm. see their characters look the same. Yeah, and so and the funny thing is, if you go into the game, there are completely different models that walk around all the time like there are bigger bulkier men there are dudes that look like the rock there are dudes that look like CeeLo green um and it's the same way I, i'm not kidding you one of the most important characters in the game it looks like CeeLo green with 
like gold That's i'm crazy. not kidding you you can look it up um but like uh for women especially um because typically i like playing female characters that is because if i'm going to be looking at the back of something i might as well enjoy it um female female that's not sexist i like male butts but in this case i wanted to see what the female butt looked like don't get it twisted jamie i like both all right don't 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 put me in a sexual con uh, sexist box all right don't, you, don't attack we're not talking about the last of us <laughs> yeah we're not talking about the last of us all right I'll, also, also uh women in games get better uh, cooler armor always it's true dude always. like are you serious you guys get high heel boots you guys get cool cut off jackets you guys get cool uh crop tops y'all get the best uh you get you guys either get the cooler hair designs or you get the cooler like hat options and then things just look better on you guys. That's very true. Whereas guys, it's like uh, muscle tee, jacket, jeans, and uh, and high tops. I would like to. So we both have dreadlocks. I, I would also like to point out that the the one dreads option they do have in Cyberpunk, that is the same dreads option for any human being or like I guess any it's also individual. It's also the same uh, as Monster Hunter. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I it, like anytime you have a like a Western game, that's not like. Grand Theft Auto or anything like that. Everyone always has the same one dreadlock look, and it's almost like a Toriyama game, right? Where like yeah. uh, everyone's got like the Goku cut. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like if you're playing Dragon Quest, and like thirty pe thirty different people throughout the game well, will like, have the Goku cut. Like either Goku Trunks or Seventeen. Yeah, yeah, Goku Trunks or Seventeen, exactly. Um, and so and that goes into another thing. Um, this game was made by Polish people in Poland where they don't have a lot of larger women, larger men. Their men are very cookie-cutter. Their women are very cookie-cutter. There's nothing against Poland. Y'all have only seen one thing. Y'all haven't really had a taste of a lot of other stuff. Nothing against y'all. That's just how it is. Um, if you want to get into, like, toxic crap, um, when me and Jamie were going through the character creation, um, your big tits aren't that big um those are like you know high b's low c's at best though we did find the fact that you guys had areola options progress a lot of people now i again i haven't played this game yet i don't own this game i did think it was interesting that a lot of people had an issue with the penis slider uh, I did too, um, but apparently, apparently, and I and Jamie found this out and told me, is if you had the if you had the uncircum or the circumcised penis, you would not get sexual uh, actions, because in Poland they feel like that is um, that's wrong. It, it, it's general. It's genital mutilation. That is how the people in Poland feel about circumcision. Uh, now, that is something we... The internet has given us. That may not be true to every Polish person, and that might not even be true to the entire country. But that that it, that mindset is real. No, I that get is it. New. And so... Uh, that is, it's it's interesting that it's like depending on what penis you pick, uh, you may not get uh, sex. Well, I mean, if you think about it, right? Like, I, I know that when you clicked on this gaming podcast, you weren't going to get a history lesson into the uh, the circumcision of penises. 
But uh, while we're on the subject, the circle. Do you know why uh, we uh, we get circumcised when we're born? I don't. So in Catholicism, yeah, I believe. I, I believe I had to do a research paper about this years ago, so uh, my information might be a little cloudy from this. So if I say something wrong, do not take my word as the gospel. But what I believe is, I could be wrong, but what I believe, I always want to leave that that air in there to be in case I am. <laughs> what I think, uh, or what I believe I studied, was that in Catholicism they basically saw it as impure, but in reality, there is no actual like medical uh, there is no medical benefit to yeah to doing it, it it's more um, religious it's hygienic type of thing yeah well, it is for me in my eyes I see it as a hygienic thing um, some of y'all just be unclean uh, <laughs> but that's 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 another topic for another day um Vehicle customization. I 100% agree with this. They totally need to change that. You cannot have some of these cool ass cars and not be able to customize them from the from the top from the bottom up. Um, some of these just be dripping. I mean, hell, you, you put one in Forza. Yeah, like and th that's crazy. Um, apartment customization. Meh. You're not really at your apartment all that often. Um, cosmetic slots and transmog feature. I 100% agree with this. Um, I think you should be able to be like, I like this look, but let me add the stats from other clothing options because a lot of clothes do have better uh, armor. Uh, some have better... The Monster Hunter uh, effect. Yeah. Um, it would also be better to have a previewer just so you could see what it looks like before you buy it uh, because you are kind of locked in. Yeah, yeah. You don't get to see what you what it looks like on you until you buy it. That's kind of crazy. That's Kind of weird, um, I'm not gonna lie. Um, animations for eating and drinking—that is really just a that. Yeah, that is an immersion thing. Uh, there, there aren't there unless it's uh, scripted or you're drinking alcohol. Um, and even then, you don't really see you doing it. You just see the shot or the drink going back. Um, no garages or parking lots. I saw this and I was like, that's kind of weird because there are parking lots, there are garages, they just have no purpose. Um, you can't because you, can, you can't use them and even then uh, your phone you do a thing on your phone and you can select what car you want and that car drives up to you so there's no real point to a garage or a parking lot because you can just call a car to you it's like GTA when like you would call the, the valet service like you don't yeah. see where they come from but you know they're, okay. they're gonna be there yeah um Interactions with NPCs outside of missions and meaningful dialogue. This is very true. This is a very populated world. This is a very live world. You do not talk to anyone unless they are important. Uh, I think that's kind of weird, but again, that could be just a, you know, no game is like Watch Dogs Legion, where every player you see in or every character in that game you see can be has their, their own, own like yeah yeah. Um, player cannot smoke. That's not true. Um, in the story, you give the option to smoke, and you even smoke a few times after that moment. Your player typically does not smoke or drink. Is that really an issue people have? But that's my thing. Like, oh my gosh, I can't smoke, so you mean I don't get to ruin my lungs? I mean, just because they're cybernetic lungs doesn't mean they can't be ruined nonetheless. Um, 
this is another thing unable to alter a uh, character's appearance no barbershop no barbershops tattoo parlors or plastic surgeons um this is very true once you pick your character you are locked into that character you cannot change your hair you cannot change your tattoos you cannot oh, wow. change um anything appearance wise minus clothes and uh augments that you can do to your body even then you don't see it because you're in first person the entire game unless you're driving wait so and i can turn my arm into like a gun sword thing but i can't yeah. go from like dreads to a fade nope can't do it that's a little weird um there's no prison or lasting crime system um first point why would you want that in this type of a game where you are literally doing bad things all the time um like that's a fact in the game you are not a good you're not a good person you are an anti-hero like the entire game in my opinion um and two in this game the cops are so sparse Mm -hmm. spares scarce there, there, there's not a lot of cops reason being um is story like there's so many gang factions and like political espionage and just overall things going on in the city cops are almost no reason to exist because like gangs will carry out their own justice right um factions will carry out their own justice the corporations will carry out their own justice. They got their own security team that do more than the cops will ever do. So cops aren't even really there. And the ones that are, they are so small and few in between. You can take them out without any problem, in my opinion. Um, wanted system is largely undeveloped. Cops are spawning out of nowhere and disappearing shortly after. Goes into my last point. The cops aren't really all that important in the game. And the wanted system in itself um is really a watered down version of gta's you can outrun basically any cop car with any multitude of cars that you'll get in the game um or you can kill them all you can kill them faster than they'll respond that's 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 a fact um traffic ai is lackluster uh, there are too few cars driving around a large metropolis i think that might be a console problem personally because I feel like, depending on where I am, I will run into nothing but traffic. But the further out you go from the city, the less traffic you will get to because less people will be out there. Yeah. Um, world I interaction. I, I can't imagine traffic would be an issue on the Drifter playthrough. That's what I'm saying. So, like, uh, traffic uh, trains are obviously cut. Um... All right, what was this? Trains are cut, even though there's a whole infrastructure visible. Okay, um, that one's kind of like nitpicky. Um, you will do a train mission where you literally have to follow the train, CJ. <laughs> um, but it's like the one and it's like the one and done train mission, which is kind of funny that every game has like a train mission. Um, but at the same time, like there are so many other things in this technological marvel of a world that they've crafted that trains almost seem archaic when you think about it. Yeah. 
Um, world interaction is minimal uh, among items that should uh, among the items that should be interactive: chairs, benches, toilets, stools, sinks, gym equipment, light fixtures, restaurant menus, smartphones, taxi, trash bins, and dumpsters, and most merchant stalls and microwaves, dancing floors, gaming tables, arcades. Um, there are a ton of gaming cabinets in many different uh, clubs, um, places you can go. You can't you can't interact with them. You can't play the game. Um, things like chairs benches and things you could sit on and interact with i do personally feel there are there are none that exist um every time i have sat down on a bench is because i was told to by the game um i do feel like that is missing out on something but at the same time um there's not much you can really do with it yeah Um, it's gonna be an npc (laughs) Yeah, at that point, you just go be an NPC. No reliable cover system. That is 100% something I completely agree with. Uh, All you can really do is crouch behind something. Now, um, if you are pressed against it, like you're personally like moving the stick towards it slightly, and then go to aim your gun, it will kind of lock onto the cover system. And if you're doing uh, off the side, it will kind of like angle your gun a little bit as if you're like you're peeking around. Um, and it'll do that kind of automatically and then you can, you know, pull off the, the aim and it'll reset. I have a bit so, of a hot take. Sure. Go well, I got, well, maybe I'll, I'll forward it a question. Okay. Do you think this game would have worked a little better as a uh, third person game than a first person game? No. Hmm. Uh, me personally, I feel like it could have, on some instances, I think it could have. Um, but I think it wouldn't have hurt, especially if you're putting all this time and effort into customizing your character that you won't ever see minus a mirror or, uh, being on the back of a bike. Right. Um, I think it could have done well with the Skyrim or the, uh, the Elder Scrolls treatment of your character where you have the option to toggle first person to third person. Hmm. Um, I think that would have been better. I think that would have alleviated a lot of problems. But at the same time, um, without the ability to like customize your character much more than what they're wearing, eh, it, it, it's one or the other. Um, the clothing items are really just there for armor and stuff like that, in my opinion, uh, especially with how the game is. Um, last thing I'll get on uh enemies are too spongy level design forces frontal assault way too often that is not true um that is a cod mindset i've done entire missions where i've snuck around the majority of the people killed the ones that were going to be just i couldn't get around them right um and i've gotten out with little to no scrapes so if you uh, obviously you said you haven't beat it yet but you're close on beating yeah. it on one aspect so just from what you've experienced so far after about 60 hours would you say that obviously don't buy the game if you're on a ps4 or an xbox one obviously yeah don't. at that point either that. build a pc or wait a couple of months until you can get your hands on a next gen console but um would you I guess let's just talk to the people who have PCs and people who were lucky enough to get a next-gen console. Do they buy this game? Like, if someone Personally, if, if someone opens up a brand-new console on Christmas Day with a gift card to get one game, like, let's just say they get a PlayStation, what, what should 
keep them like it, do you get this over like Miles Morales or Dark Souls mm. or do you give this time to per, I say I say I say give this time let it let it age a little bit let it get the updates it needs come back to it January February that's when those big patches are going to roll out um I feel like I log into this game and something gets fixed yeah regularly like personally um i know they're getting ready to, i know cd project red is getting ready to take a break um they better they're fucking drop their fucking stock dropped like 36 percent. yeah like i know they're getting ready to take a break for the holidays um pc wise this game is a lot of fun this game is high energy this game knows how to take its place i i've I have felt for certain characters. I have, uh, there are certain characters I want to see dead. There are certain characters that I want to see, like, just thrive in life. And there are characters I have felt like shit for. Like, this game has real potential to be really, really good. But at the same time. But at the same time, it's got to fix a lot of glaring problems that it has not just the you know quality of life changes and not just you know um making it playable on other consoles there are things within the game itself that need to be fixed i got, um, I got one last point i want to make about cyberpunk i was yeah. thinking about this the whole time you were talking yeah after seeing what happened with cyberpunk with last gen uh consoles mm-hmm. when we were watching the game awards a lot of the trailers for the newer games were saying they're also coming out for ps4 and uh xbox one i would fully expect for them to start reneging on that oh 100 percent. i 100 i 1 billion percent believe that this this blunder with cyberpunk is going to start shedding some light on situations it's going to have a lot of development companies looking at their bottom line and saying now listen we could save ourselves a lot of bad publicity because like it's kind of a damned if you do damned if you don't right because if you Mm -hmm. don't uh if you don't put your game out on last gen it's like well you know the state uh, with the pandemic and the scalpers and only like maybe four or five million people worldwide having these consoles that are actually using them not counting the ones that are being hoarded and resold not very many people have a next-gen console so you're kind of locking your game to just pc however if you do release your game on last gen and you end up in a situation like cyberpunk where last gen just can't fucking handle it you're gonna end up having to refund those people anyway and you're still gonna get the bad publicity if it was me i'm just gonna say look man pc and next gen only like as much as i would hate as much as i hate to say you need to get a next gen console if you want to start enjoying games or you need to get a pc to start enjoying games i agree with you i think this i think the cyberpunk issue should be a warning because I I know I know that uh, the console developers have said that it's going to take some time. Obviously, we know we're living in a pandemic. It's going to take time for everyone to get to um, to the next gen. I understand that, but there are some games that don't deserve to get dumbed down. Now there are some games that can work well on multi gen consoles or um, Sonic. 
Mario. Um, like Miles those Morales. Miles Morales, it worked, but not as well. But not as well. Um, Demon Souls, there's no way they were putting that shit on oh, PS4. No way. There's absolutely but, no way. Um, like Assassin's Creed Valhalla could work because it's an Assassin's Creed game. You can kind of cut and paste, and you know you can dial back some features, and you know there are some things that work. But if it's a triple A title that has been um, advertised as using the latest and greatest, it's got these, you know, these limit breaking space particles from Mars that'll turn everything that it touched to gold and it's going to blow your brain frames out the sky. Like if, if you're selling it as a golden goose, don't dumb it down thinking we're gonna we're gonna let it slide because then you're gonna get um you're gonna get this situation where we've got a game that for next gen and pc yeah it's got some issues but i can play well, it's it all playable through, yeah but i can play it however you know, however yeah, it's been in development for eight fucking years so it's like what, yeah. have, what have you been doing for it's like the game I, I think the last two times it was supposed to release before this last one the ps5 and xbox one s didn't exist or the xbox series x didn't exist yeah so like, were you just gonna put yeah. out a broken game altogether unless it was on pc and even then like sure you know i would easily just say get a pc every you know roll the dice you know about 80 85 to 90 percent of the games you're gonna get are gonna work out the box or out the download um and you but, know it but we can't even tell people that because we're in the same boat as console they can't yeah. they people are scalping up uh graphics cards Art. and processors the same way they're scalping up xboxes and playstation so we're kind of all in this boat together of having to wait out so i i firmly say i firmly believe if you want cyberpunk and you don't have a ps5 or an xbox series whatever whatever or a pc or a pc might wait. have to wait <laughs> okay um, last do, last question i i would i would still say wait if you, even if you do have those consoles last question your experience so far one out of ten um one out of ten i'd give it a solid eight i've i for the problems that I've had, they have not stopped me from having a great time. Um, they have not stopped for me enjoying this game. I have loved every minute of it. Um, I'm still playing it. I'm still I'm I'm gearing up to put another 60 hours into this game and then another 60 hours on this game to do three full playthroughs. That's fair. Like I am ready to do that because I've had so much fun on this one playthrough. I've I've already run into situations where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna make a mental note of this interaction because I want to see what's gonna happen if I pick the other one. Like I've I've already set that side that time aside for that. So yeah. honestly, right now, day one release eight eight out of ten. Um, if these patches go where I think they're gonna go, I honestly hope that I can raise that thing. I could see I could see this game getting like free DLC that does nothing to the story but adds like uh, cool characters like I'd love to see like a modernized Witcher 
come out of nowhere yeah so um i would love to see um if you do want to make dlc that's like standalone but it's still a part of the game make a uh, a game more about silver hand so the little clippets we get throughout the game um more about v as the main character's background that got them into the point right here because you really do just kind of get dropped like 25 26 <laughs> like you don't really see anything else for the past you kind of just have to build that up on your own but um i could see this game going very far but they gotta fix the problems that they got now yeah that's why i say a solid solid eight out of ten um don't let ign fuck you up on your games they don't know how to score shit right they also get paid to score shit i don't get paid to score nothing is that a, that, that's all you got to say? Um, wait, wait on Cyberpunk. If you have a next gen console and you've already got it, power through. If you can't, go ahead and refund it. I understand. CD Projekt Red understand. Um, PC players, you are probably going to have the best version of this game possible. Honestly, wait it out because I feel like hot fixes and patches are happening every time I allow, close this game. Allow me to redact that. PC go players with decent rigs. Yeah. Look, man. Don't you don't go out here. Don't don't be out here with like a, a Pentium i3 and like a, 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 a 1050 Ti being like, this nigga said that Cyberpunk was gonna run the best on P. Come on, bro. Look. <laughs> Like, I, don't, I don't remember. I think I have like a twenty series. No, no, no. You you have a fifty. You, you have a fifty six hundred XT. You yeah, have an AMD so, card and a and so a twenty six twenty six hundred X processor. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, I'm not running on high high end, but I can handle it. Mm. And I'm running on high. I'm not even running on four K Ultra with HDR and ray tracing. I, I'm scared to see what this game looks like with ray tracing. I actually got a video for you after we sign off, but I think we should sign off. We're getting close to that hour and a half mark. And you know what? That's that's perfectly fine. Um, take us out, man. I've had a good time today. Take us out. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, y'all heard it here first. That is the end of this episode. This has been episode 33 of the In Game Grind podcast. You guys already know. Uh, well, actually, I guess you should know. Uh, your boy has. Your boy is going to be starting a new line of employment on the 21st. And uh, despite that, the schedules for the podcast coming out will not change. The audio uh, version will still come out on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time, and the video version will still come out on Fridays at 4 p.m. Central Time. Uh, it's just we will be recording these earlier in the week, so you might need to get used to some of these longer episodes where we cover, like, two big things in the same because we covered the Game Awards, Sephiroth, Last of Us, and Cyberpunk in this one episode. So, uh, also... Uh, one thing you guys should be looking out for is we might be, uh, we might be, um, I don't know if you're going to do it tomorrow. Uh, I don't know if you know, there is a indie direct tomorrow at 11 o'clock. I'll be watching it. Okay. I didn't know if you was going to stream, but I was going to plug your, <laughs> your nah, I'm going to watch it. 
All right, well, there is an indie direct. Well, you, it'll already be over by the time you see this. So I guess there's there's an indie direct tomorrow. There so was. There, there was future, future time traveler, Jason. There was a. <laughs> but uh, anyways, guys, this has been the in-game grind podcast. Again, thank you to everybody who listens. Make sure you leave us a like, comment and subscribe on YouTube. Make sure you rate us five stars on anywhere you listen to your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you're hearing us. Audio versions on 4 p.m. Central Time. Uh, every Wednesday and video versions 4 p.m. Central Time every Friday. Uh, but until next time, this has been the In Game Grind Podcast, and we will see you guys on the next one. Later. See ya.